Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We greatly appreciate you. Today kicks off uh, February, which means two weeks from this very day that we are sitting at right now is the start of spring training. Yes, the players get to go back on Valentine's Day, which I'm sure is is um fun for the wives and the girlfriends of the players. Yeah, I think official date is February 15th, um, but I think that they my report guess on is, the 14th. Yeah, I think that's exactly how it works out. They probably have to do the old uh, physicals and the old little P tests and the pitchers old pitchers and catchers report on the 14th. Yeah, players, I think the 20th. Yeah, but I thought the official pit player and, and even uh, pitcher catcher date was the four, 15th. Is they, it? They're reporting on the 14th. Okay, gotcha. They start doing gotcha. stuff on the 15th. So 13th. So two weeks from yesterday, then. I yeah. thought it was two weeks from today. All right, either way. Hey, we have entered February. We have uh, withstood the long offseason as far as getting through the World Series with, with no Cardinals, uh, getting through the winter meetings in December, then obviously the downtime after Christmas, uh, the beginning of the new year where nothing really, really happens. Uh, and now we've entered spring training much, month, which means, as you know, the next nine months, there will be baseball from here on out. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. And I think it's going to – it's fun to get it going again. <laughs> this January, my God, it's been boring. It's been so – I mean, I, I, if Carlos Correa had, an, had a real ankle, like it would have been really boring. Nothing would have happened. Yeah. If he yeah, had a real really... ankle and was a giant. Yeah, shout out to Jeff McNeil. He did get an extension, so good for him. Um, but yeah, I you're right. There's good for both. Really sides, nothing. Man. That was a good deal. Really nothing. Um, thank again. Uh, it's always good to be back, and you know we've really enjoyed doing these player profiles. We've only done a couple of them. Obviously, we did Wilson. Uh, we did we did Goldie, uh, and it's going to be pretty cool to keep these going. I, I'm really enjoying them because it gives me a deep dive into to these players a little bit more, and then I think just getting everybody ready for the season. Like if nothing else, like. You know, we could sit around and we could talk, talk about how Jordan Walker was ranked third on the prospect list. And we might talk about that at fourth. some point in time. We just we talked pro- about fourth, this. Sorry, fourth. overall. Third on the National League. But, you know, but at least these pro- profiles, I think, are pretty fun. I'm enjoying them. Yeah, and also, um, they're all in a playlist now. I did, I finally put them all in a playlist. So, um, all the player profiles will be in the same playlist. So, you can click on one and watch all the way through if you want. Look at you. Look at us. Look at us. No, well, really you. me. It wasn't you. You didn't do it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I don't it even know it, why. It, I it wasn't exactly there. a difficult process, um, but yeah, I mean, um, I don't. We don't need to talk about Jordan Walker. I mean, he's probably what we expected, right? Ranked in the top five. Right. There was yeah. a guy that ranked where, number hey, fourteen ca- today. In the end, who cares? Who cares? There was a guy. I mean, there was a guy that was ranked. They ranked Jordan Walker fourteenth today. I just want to say that guy is stupid. <laughs> he's. I mean, right. I don't know if there's right. one prospect I'd trade Jordan Walker for straight up, let alone thirteen. So I think that was stupid, but. We're yeah. talking about second baseman today. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, position you and I are are familiar with. Yeah, a position near and dear to my heart as a short king. Same. that had no power. That's where I played. <laughs> same. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, exact same. But it's really going to be cool because obviously returning, you have Brendan Donovan, Gold Glove Award winner, and we're going to talk about him in a little bit. But the guy I think that draws the most – I don't intrigue. want to say ire, in- intrigue. I think that is a really good word right there. Is is Nolan Gorman, and you know, I I dug into some stuff with Gorman just going back to his high school c- career, and I I don't need to go through all of the numbers, but good lord, what that man did in um, high school was absolutely unbelievable. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he was a first round pick out of Arizona. He was drafted in the first round. Um, you want to get to his um on field stuff, and then we'll get to his background after. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, we don't have to go deep into it. I I just am intrigued by a guy. Like I've always been intrigued by guys who hit absolute tanks. Like that's I've always been drawn to those. Again, you and I were like gap to gap hitters. I I hit I have one over the fence home run in my career. One, one. All right. Uh lot of pace, hey, lot of little league home runs, if we're gonna be honest. A lot of inside the parkers with seven errors. But either way, I've always been in like drawn to these guys. I mean, Adam Dunn is one of my all time favorite players. You know, I love Nick Stavanoa when he was here. Ron Gant when he was here. Mark Witten when he was they're here. The guys, Magu- though, they're the guys, though. I, I love those guys. To, well, McGuire's a different level than every other person. Right, but so face. when you see a 22, 23-now-year-old kid he's still who is an absolute fucking stud athlete, you know, he's not just a masher like some of these other guys were. And obviously, Dunn was recruited to play college football at quarterback. But I, I am so – like, intrigue was a great word that you used – because I I can't like I I'm so intrigued to see what his career looks like, and I hope it's for the next 17 years as a Cardinal. Here's what I think that people have like like to give up on prospects, and I think that's partially you know the media's fault and people like us honestly who come on here and talk about how exciting Nolan Gorman was when he was coming up, and we pressure them to get him up and make his debut. Um, to where it's almost it's very rare where someone comes up like Michael Harris the second where he just was great the whole time he was up. It's very rare. So when, when guys have a little bit of a falter, like like as that should be expected and not something to use against them. And let's be honest, Nolan Gorman for the first, I don't want to, I don't know, like 60 games, well, let's say, that he played in the big leagues. I mean, he was over, he was outperforming my expectations personally. Same. Same. Um, the last 19 were really bad. So it looks, yeah. it looks a lot worse, but at the end of the day, I mean, he was above league average as a rookie with a 106 OPS plus in 89 games where the last 20, he basically couldn't hit the ball. Right. And it's wild to me that fans so quickly think that they know what you have in a in a player. Like, imagine if organizations ran like this. We see you play 90 games. We know what you are. Like, could you – like, let's not forget, guys, and I'm not making this comparison, but Mike Trout came up and struggled mightily and was sent back down. Bryce Harper really struggled. At the, and again, 19-year-old, I get it. But the point is, it's like you said, Michael Harris is an anomaly. These guys come up and they struggle. Pujols was an anomaly in 2001. Uh, the, it's just a and lot J-Rod, of times these guys... Right? J-Rod was the rookie of the year, and he came up and struggled. Wander Franco yeah. was fantastic for the last two months of 2021. But the first couple months, the first month that she was up there, he was just average. Like it happens yeah. hard, man. <laughs> like I don't. I mean, think Jared Kelenic has been a top prospect since he was like That's out of high true. school, and you know he's been up and down and struggling. And I'm hoping well, he's, that he's, no, he's just been horrible. But I think, but he, but he's finally got it going. and was starting in in the postseason last year, but yeah. so we're hoping that it turns out. I think what fans forget is how fucking hard this game is, mm-hmm. and how yeah, you have to make adjustments. But so is the guy on the mound. So is the defense, and I do think I do believe. That Gorman, he's going to strike out. Get over it, folks. The game is different than it was when you watched the Whitey when Whitey ball. It's not but even the same. then. Like Dave Kingman was playing twenty years ago, striking right. out of time. Exactly, but you know, twenty like Greg Lazinski, guys like that in that time period. Pete Vukovic, like those kind of guys. Were, power hitters were strike striking out, out, or else they want to be power hitters. Um, Gorman that- Thomas, like those guys were striking. Yeah, Gorman Thomas, not Vukovic. That's who I meant. But either way, my point is, like, here's the thing with with Gorman. I do believe 
that the power upside is massive. I mean, he, I think he hit 30 some home runs last year between AAA and, and the 30. bigs. He had 30, exactly. 30. Exactly. There you go. And, you know, I also do believe like it or not, I think the shift is going to help him. Like, I really truly believe that. And I also truly believe this is a guy and I'll let you expand on this a little bit more, but this is a guy that everything we've heard from, I, it, this isn't just lip service. This is from guys who are in there with him is he almost works too hard. That he's almost too hard on himself at times. And he's almost in the, in the building too often. So you can't tell me that he didn't spend all off season working on either laying off of, or how to get on top of a high fastball or, or seeing a lot of spin. You just can't tell me that he hasn't done that. And that's what great hitters do. Yeah, um, that was actually what uh, Ollie said he was working on. And he, they said they were getting good reports that he's just where he has a T. I saw him. He was recording someone recorded. I don't know if he posted it or someone posted it of him hitting in the cage. And he had a he had a machine set low. So the ball was rising and he was trying to get mm-hmm. on top of it. That's basically been his offseason. Um, you know, he had 16 home runs in AAA last year, Dad. 16. How many I games know. do you think he played in AAA? Uh, well, I did look, so I don't really want to make a guess. Because forty-three, he had sixteen home runs in forty-three games, and he had and he hit fourteen in eighty-nine games in the big leagues. Like, if we just extrapolated the big league numbers, that's what twenty-eight home runs over a full season. That's a five-syllable word. It's a good word, but if we just but really I mean, good. like we're talking about a guy who already projects to probably be a twenty-five to thirty home run hitter. Now that's without any progress, right. like today. And I think the the problem, the thing that I'm worried about, um, and I think we should get into whether or not we, where we, what we think his role is going to be. Um, but the thing I am worried about is there are so many options that the Cardinals have, and we know Gorman is going to be a streaky hitter because that's just type that type of hitter he is. Right. At this point in time, at 22, going to be 23 during the season. Um, I'm worried that they're going to, if he struggles and goes through long extended periods where he's striking out a lot, because it's going to happen, they're going to panic and go straight to Alec Burleson. Or give his bats to Juan Yepes, or say Donovan, you're the everyday second baseman. Gorman, you're not even going to sniff that position. That's that's the only thing I think will hold Nolan Gorman back from reaching his potential on the Cardinals. Yeah, unfortunately, it, uh, the one thing to hold him back are the yeah are the Cardinals. Like that's that is definitely and, and I the, get the it. problem. They're trying to win, and they yeah, a I lot get of it options. too. I mean, there is no doubt that baseball is a "What have you done for me lately?" sport. It's hilarious. In May, literally, you go on Twitter, every Cardinal fan is clamoring, get Nolan Gorman up here. Then uh, for three months, awesome. Then you get to October, um, and because he, he got sent down and then back up, oh, we need to trade him immediately. We know what he is. No, you have no idea. Like, if you sitting on Twitter have no idea what he is, uh, we don't know what he is. I don't think the Cardinals really understand what his ceiling is. You talk about a first-round draft pick, a guy who won the, the uh, high school home run derby, like a guy who hit – Tons of bombs in high school was committed to University of Arizona. He when when you have that kind of power potential, you're going to strike out at times. It's going to happen. But a if lot. he could cut him down a little bit, imagine what that home run. You're to, I, to me, this is a this is a potential forty home run guy in the major leagues. That that's yeah, what I, I mean. That's he's got that. I he see. definitely got that potential. He's projected on some websites to hit twenty eight this year at the age yeah. of twenty three. He doesn't turn twenty three till May, so he's going to be twenty two in his second season in the big leagues for the first month. He's going to be twenty two. Um, here's the thing that I think is significant with Nolan Gorman. He's had this has been well documented, but it, it has been a common theme with him where he gets up to a league, maybe he's fallen fire for a few weeks, then struggles really mightily, and then the next year, like he did with AAA last year, he just lights it on fire. Like his leap from AA to AAA, he struggled in AAA in 2021. 
He came back up in 2022 to AAA. He was one of the best hitters in all of baseball. Right. He had like 12 home runs in the first month and a half. Like I, I think that is something. He just might be a guy that takes a little bit to adjust. And that's yep. okay because he's 22 years old. Which, they to be fair, Caleb, the big is almost every single human in the major leagues. There are certain guys that that aren't the, that aren't that guy. Those he's, are the I'm, ones that we talk about eventually in Cooperstown. I, I just I see the home run potential, and I understand the old saying, "Oh, potential is what'll get you fired." Okay, whatever. But this guy, uh, to have him in the Cardinal organization, we haven't had a guy like this. Uh, who was? Can, I mean, can you remember in Tavares. your lifetime? Okay, I think about a left-handed power hitter. Yeah, Tavares is it, right? Like that's I mean, it. I mean, Matt Carpenter yeah, obviously had some really good years here, but he coming through the system, no, he out. wasn't labeled. That's what I was going to say. He was but more Brendan remember? Donovan than Nolan Gorman. Uh, it would be Tavares, but at the same time, here's the thing that frustrates me so much. They have lefties in the organization that are projecting to be pretty good big leaguers, like Burleson, Newt Barr, guys like that. They don't have another Nolan Gorman or no. anyone on the way. So if you're thinking, there's a lot of really young, exciting prospects that are 18, 19 years old that you and I haven't talked about at all in the Cardinal right. system, guys like Josh Baez, people like that. But they don't have another left-handed guy that could be a Kyle Schwarber type. They don't have right. that. And that's the guy we've been – I mean, they were trying to sign – rumors are came out today that they tried to sign Cody Bellinger. They were looking yeah. for that. They might have it in a 22-year-old. Yes. I just think they need to give him the run. My question to you, I think he's going to play way more second base than other people believe. What do you yeah. think? I think Donovan uh, okay. is going to be used I think that's a lot really good. to move around. So do I. So do I. Uh, I and you and I have talked on here a lot, and I think we're going to continue to do that until it, he proves us wrong. But we know one thing about Ali that we haven't seen probably since the days of Tony. He's gonna he's gonna maximize whatever roster he has and get guys moving around. We know that. Like Schilt and Matheny weren't necessarily those guys. Um, Ali seems to be that guy. Uh, the one smart. thing you've talked about, and the one thing I think I've seen other people talk about, I'm intrigued to see if during spring training, I don't know what he's been doing this year, if they give Gorman some some uh, reps in the outfield. I mean, you're talking about a guy with that size. He came up as a third baseman. They moved him to second. I don't think people understand how difficult that is. Like, I don't – the people look at second baseman and they think it's the easiest position on the infield. It's not. Like, that is a tough move for a kid. I mean, it's a different angle. The ball comes off the it's back. It's also a different. big guy, second base. It's, There's a reason not a ton of big guys play you have, there. You have your back to base runners on double play. I mean, it is a tough move. And honestly, he did have some errors last year. I'm not surprised by that. He's going to make some errors. Hey, guys, guess what? Everybody does it. Like the errors happen, but I think he's handled himself brilliantly. And and we saw Edmund move from the infield to the outfield and he handled himself very well. I don't see why Gorman couldn't play out there either. I think, I think Gorman's going to get a lot of at bats. We have talked on here that I think spring training is going to be awesome to watch to see which of these guys really kind of have a breakout because while normally you don't put a lot of stock in spring training, I think the Cardinals almost have to this year yep. with guys like Yep, Yepes, yeah. um, Gorman, Walker, new bar fill in the blanks right i think you have to so i think he's i i think they're going to use donovan in a lot of different spots i think maybe you're going to see nolan gorman in a lot of different spots and you know while we think that Contreras and, and nolan and goldie are going to get dh bats i agree with that but you still have your pets and you have gorman i i just think it's an awesome situation to be in and i the one thing that does scare me is what you brought up like you don't want to see a guy get buried on the bench any of those guys that's the hard part and that's what ollie and 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 um Oh, Stubby and, and McEwing are going to have to f 
have to deal with, I think. And I, to be fair, they've got to be like, they got to like be up every night going, here's a potential lineup. Here's a potential lineup. You know, like that has to be exciting. Well, I think all they have to do is let it play out. And that's why we'll talk about this as we get closer to July, because we won't have any idea what the team's going to look like by that time. But they're really primed. Like people are upset about no moves being made. They're really primed to find out what they have and who they want to have for the yes. future this year and make a massive trade in July if they want to. But here's um, I think I think with Nolan Gorman and this, we're going to talk about Donovan as well today. Um, yeah, I think they really go hand in hand, obviously, because they play the same position as their primary position. I have a pen in my hand as the primary yeah. position. But I think so. You started smoking cigars. No, no. I think that Nolan and Goldie are going to DH a lot, and I think that's going to have Gorman playing second base a lot because you're going to have Donovan playing third, or you're going to have Donovan playing first, or hey, like we talked about the outfield a lot. There's a world where we think it's maybe a little crowded now. What if, what if Tyler O'Neill gets hurt again? What if Dylan Carlson's ineffective against righties again? And then Jordan Walker, maybe he's not up yet. Maybe Donovan's playing left field, and you've got Gorman at second base. And if Yepes is hitting versus righties, and Gorman's hitting versus righties, they're both going to be playing. So one's yep. going to be DHing. They, they have so many opportunities. I think too much before the season, we act like we know what their plan is slash right. what is going to transpire. Look, look back in 2021, the beginning of the year, Edmundo Sosa was on the bench. Paul DeYoung was batting fifth, and Justin Williams was playing left field. That is right. not how it ended. So we don't know how things are going to go, but we know that Nolan Gorman has the potential to be different than any other player on the team, a difference maker to a just a different level. And let's be honest, he could be batting, even if he's playing well, he might be your seven or eight hitter. Right. And it's like, funny because you look at – you mentioned Schwarber. Like people love, who love to point a batting average would hate Kyle Schwarber. Like he gets in the two twenties every year. Like Dunn was that guy, right? But look at his OPS. Look at his OBP. Look at his OPS, and then plus, and then look at his power. Like that's why when you look at, I, I jokingly have made this with a bunch of my buddies. But if you look at Adam Dunn's numbers as a whole and discount the strikeouts, he's almost a Hall of Famer. Like when you look at what his OPS and his OPS plus were, they're unbelievable with his power numbers. Like nobody's going to care. Like you have Nolan. You, I mean, or Arenado, you have Tom, you have Tommy, you have Lars, you have Goldie, you have Contreras, you have guys in there who are going to hit for a fairly high batting average. Even Tyler, we've seen Tyler hit 300 or close to 300 in this league. If, if Gorman goes out and hits 230, let's say with a, what, close to a 400 on, on base or no, 350 on base percentage, three, 340, but hits 25 to 30 home runs. Like that's, he that that's an incredibly valuable player. And here's in our the lineup. thing as well: like he was a career two eighty ish hitter in the minor leagues. He's not a guy that strikes out. No. I mean, that doesn't. I think we saw this with Tyler. He struck out a ton in twenty twenty one when he had that big two ninety batting yeah. average. Guys like them maximize their contact so much that yes, they strike out a lot, and that's a large percentage of their outs. But they hit the ball so damn hard when they put it in play that a lot of times it's going to be a hit going to be a double it's going to be a single it's going to be a home run because they hit it so hard and that is one thing nolan gorman does much like jordan walker when we talk about him hit jordan walker doesn't strike out nearly as much but the guys that hit the ball the hardest are the guys that get the most hits and maximize their potential as um as much as they do and gorman does that he hits the ball so hard like he projects to be a really really good power hitter in this league if he's given the opportunity to develop into that Agreed. And I think one thing a lot of people, and you've brought this up about other guys before, one thing people forget, he also missed an entire season. Like, let's not forget the 2020, he was at Grizzlies Field taking batting practice or playing, 
games or whatever they were doing there. Like if you go through it in 2018 and two leagues, he hit 291 with a with a 949 OPS in 2019. Hold on, he hold hit on. 248. That was an with, hold 18 on, what? year old by the way, 18 Correct. years old. To the, and then 2019, he dropped to 248. Yeah, as you get go up in leagues, it's going to get a little bit difficult. 221, he's back up to a 279 batting average. That's a double A and triple A with an 814 OPS and 231 total bases. Like again, that's after that's coming off missing and, an entire league, Caleb, and like, as well an entire like, season. And as well, like, like imagine those, that those two seasons you just talked about, his stats were way better than that. And then he went up a league and he struggled. And that's what Correct. I was just talking about. He has had this tendency to really have a problem adjusting his first go go around in the league, and then as he gets into an off season, he has he knows what to work on. He really takes a step forward. I think we're looking at a guy that could be. I'm gonna, I'm not going to bring up Schwarber because Schwarber, I mean, one of the most elite power hitters we have in the lives game. in rarefied air. But what Agreed. I will say is a guy like Brandon Lau, a guy like that. That is what we could have on our hands with Nolan Gorman. Um, just a power hitting guy. Let's be honest. He could be a 30 homer guy next year, which shock nobody. He could be playing second base. I know that is rare. That does not come around all the time. Yeah. I'll take a few errors. If he's dropping 30 for me. Yeah. And also, again, you're talking about a guy who's going to get plenty of a bats at DH. And I do think Ali could put him in the corner outfield. Like, I think it's going to be an interesting, like, well, I, don't know. I am so excited I... for Nolan Gorman because you and I have been massive supporters, massive fans since literally the beginning of last year. When we saw, like, you know, coming into to the 22 season and, you know, we we were loud, like, hey, he needs to be up here. Finally comes up and we saw it. We saw what was there. Yeah, the league adjusted. He adjusted back. The league readjusted. Now he had, it's his turn. Like, it's it's like chess. Like, this game, this isn't a game of checkers. It's a game of chess. And we'll see how he does. But I, I a guy who works that hard, a guy who is every coach along the way has said, this guy is one of the first guys in, last guys out, almost works too hard. Like, I'll take my chances with Nolan Gorman on this team. Yeah, and like he's gonna have some familiar faces up there with him as the Triple A hitting coach got called up. Yep. So he's gonna. I think he's just gonna be more comfortable in this. I mean, that doesn't get talked about enough. Going to the big leagues—that's a big change. A big change yeah. with competition, with lifestyle, with who you're around. You're around people you don't know. You know, like you don't come yep. up with your whole team. Like when right. you go to Double A or Triple A, a lot of the guys you're with were up there with you now. Not for him. So I think. Um, I think he's going to have a great season, but that leads us right into Donovan because they kind of go hand in hand. Well, one thing I do want to say, last thing, one thing I do want to say, just just a reminder, I think that's also important. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Libby, and we'll talk about him later. But those two, like, best friends. I mean, drafted together, played together. Like, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with those two. But that's a pretty cool story. But I know, I know, we'll get to him later. But, yeah, let's move into Donovan because – go ahead. You you take it. I didn't mean to step on that there. No, it's fine. I don't. I don't want to talk about Libby ever, but um, <laughs> but uh, he's just frustrating me. But I, you can't talk about one without the other because I think, you know, I think they really have a lot to do with how the other. Well, I don't know. Like, do you think they're going to block playing time for each other? Like, I don't believe that. No. But I do believe that Brendan Donovan could take a lot of the bats away from Nolan Gorman if the outfield pans out the way they think it's going to. But Brendan Donovan, obviously, Gold Glove for um, utility. Um, yeah. for the utility player stole it from Tommy somehow but whatever good for no, good for Brendan um what are your expectations for him do you think he's going to be the leadoff hitter like let's just get straight into it with that's that's because, I mean that's a here's the, I I don't know I don't know what should they do be, right going into opening day do you, I him or Lars I mean Lars had a lot of success there last year yeah, you know what I mean have a 390 on base percentage 
Like Gar- like I Donovan know. did. Do you That's but do, do you feel elite. like Donovan's even more suited to hitting that two slot? No, I don't. I don't. Well, we talked about this before. I don't like bet lefties back to back when you don't have a left handed. When you have you a right-handed heavy lineup, I think that's a stupid way to um, roll out your lineup. But I think you saw the Cardinals agree with that in the postseason. But, I mean, no, Brendan Donovan is such a pest. He is such a pest. I saw um, a stat. He swung at the first strike in that bat that he saw only 17% of the time. It was like the bottom – he was like uh, in the bottom four in terms of how low his percentage was. He is going to stress the pitcher out, and he's going to get on base, I mean, by the numbers, twice a game, right? Like – a 400 on base percentage. Yeah. I, I, I want that guy at the top of my lineup. I don't want him back. Okay. Stick. Just to throw that was stupid. Agreed. Just to throw this out last year, um, 25 games, 26 games. I'm sorry. In the lead off spot, he hit 220 with a 649 OPS. 38 games in the second slot, he hit 317 with an 838 OPS. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is something to be again that is a small sample size i completely understand that well can i be I'm honest not pointing to that as anything other than what it could be i just don't look into stuff like that because you can also look at like when was he leading off was he slumping when he was leading off well you know like it i don't think they correlate as much especially the numbers are that small like if that's a trend that it's small sample size, to it, very. but i know that he prototypes as your leadoff hitter you know like i mean he's a 400 obp guy and, he, and it's not like that's new. Like, with Donovan, he was very overlooked. 2020 as well, like, the fact that he didn't get a season there probably played a role in the back. Correct. He is 25, going to be 26 this year. But all through the minors, he never – his lowest OBP was 370 – was 375. And that's when he was a rookie, like, in um, Palm Beach. But other than that, he was at uh, 38 oh, – no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Sorry. His OBP was always around 390 to 400 every year, right. basically. So, I mean, that's just kind of who he is. Like, you know, it wasn't like – like, people didn't expect him to come up and be who he was. But that's because they didn't really look at him, not because that's not who he is. That's not who he's always been. He's just a little pest. He's, like, the perfect guy to have up Well, I think him. it's so – like, it's the same thing with Tommy Edmond. Like, Donovan was drafted, I think, in the seventh round out of South Alabama, I believe. Born in Germany, by the way. That's cool. Born on a on – a, yeah, based in Germany, but lived, grew up in Alabama and then went to South Alabama. Had a pretty good senior year in high school. I saw drafted after his junior year, I believe, at South Alabama. But seventh rounders, like we just, like Tommy Edmond, a lot of us, I'll be honest, didn't know a lot about Tommy Edmond in the minor leagues. I didn't know a lot about Brendan Donovan in the minor leagues. And I think it's because you hear the Mason wins, the Jordan Walkers, the Herreras, the Nolan Gorman. It's like we hear about those top few picks. And sometimes these these guys just continue to progress through the system. You know, he went to college. So he came out when he was 21, 22. You're talking about a guy who's only been in big league ball for what, three, four years now? Since 2018. Professional ball? Professional ball? Yeah. He got drafted so this will be his fourth, fifth season. And he missed 2020. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Ollie I does. Have a- I think you've got options at that one, two spot. Like, I, I mean, if Tyler's healthy, he's, he changes the game there in that number two slot. Our goldies in the, I mean, we just, again, I'll say it again. I'm not, I don't like to speculate, but I would like to see Donovan leading off because of what he can do to get on base. Here's my question for you. Going into the season, you kind of like to have your sure things. And it's obviously Goldie, Nolan, and Contreras right now. Do you think you can pencil Brendan Donovan in as a surefire guy that's going to play 150 games for you next year? Okay, or here's what still I'll a say. Question he played, what, 126? 126 this year and had a 4.1 war, right? 
if you look through his stat cast stuff, which I'm not going to pull up here, but I've looked at it before. He he does seem to be from people who I trust and listen to as projectable of a player as you can. Like he's good. Like you said, this is who he's been. It's who he was in college. It's who he's been since 2018. And it's who he was again in 2022 at the big leagues. It does feel like this is just who he is, which tells me that if you get him, him 140, let's say he plays 140 games this year. You're looking at a guy who could potentially be a five war player at at not just second, but what we talked just with Gorman. He could he's going to play short when Tommy has a day off. He could play third when Nolan has he's going to when Nolan has a day off. He could play the corner outfield positions. You could put him at first base if you needed to put him at first base. We saw well, that. He played there like, a lot last year. Not a lot I know that's what I'm now. saying. Like um, I I, I so, think that's so a guy that if he, gets a, if he plays close to 140 games, you're talking. In my opinion, he could be a five war player. Yeah, but do, going into the season, like you have your guys, you're like, okay, we have our question marks. Is he at all a question mark to you? Do you or do you just pencil? I, okay, him in right I guess now he and, has to be because he's only done it for one year. Why? And I've been guilty of this. And, well, here's let me let me explain. You've been the one to rein me in every year because I've been speculative or that skeptical of Tommy Edmond every year because that's because honestly, and I'm going to say the same thing with Brendan and with Lars. We didn't hear a lot about them at the early levels of the minor leagues. That's our fault. That's my fault. That's not their fault. So I, I don't like, I don't see why I shouldn't pencil Brendan Donovan in as one of the top six guys right now until he goes out and does something that proves it. Otherwise, does that make sense? I think the big thing with him and why I'm willing to say, you know, we know who we have and I think I would include him in the five that I say their spots are their spots right now, wherever that is in the order. But then now you got to find who the other four are. And the reason I put him in that category with the big three in the order and probably, I don't know, maybe like Tyler O'Neill, those would be the five I'd probably have in there right. as the guys I think are going to be in there every day if they're healthy, um, is because I don't think there is a, a, a world where his skill set ever, ever slumps or regresses. Like, how does your great batting eye regress? How does your great approach Agreed. regress? How does your gritty nature where you can play any position, your base running's fantastic, and you just do everything the right way? That he can't and you really won a gold glove because you played seven different positions yeah, like, and like played them me, all well. To me, Six. Brendan Donovan in a bad year would just be not batting first for you batting ninth now. You know what I mean? Right. Like that. Well, like he's going to be in there. If you were if if you were to to like hold me down to a, a lineup, like I think you pencil in Tommy in the nine hole. Like I just think that's yeah. what you do yeah. because he's so valuable down there, right? Yeah. Uh, I think you pencil in Goldie and Nolan three four, but you know we've seen we've seen Goldie. Play, hit second and be incredibly successful when Tyler was raking in the third hole. So I, you know, and, and in my mind, Contreras is your five hitter, but there's nothing that says he couldn't be your number two hitter. Like, I, I just think you've got a Except lot of me, flexibility with, <laughs> and then you bring in, you bring in Gorman, you bring in Yepes, you bring in Lars. We don't know what Dylan Carlson's going to do. Knock on wood that he's back. But, you know, I, I just think, I think those are the guys that you're going to pencil in. And I think with that and lineup, everybody keeps that talking group. about wanting another bat. That's a lot of fucking hitting in that lineup when they are all healthy. They have that. There's been some projections. I know this is about Donovan. We'll get back to him in a second. But he's a big reason as to why. That Correct. How the Cardinals ranked like second best offense in baseball going into the year. And I, I have been beating this. Well, what did you say? They have like 11 or 12 guys that have a 
What is the what's the the staff that they put there was out? Like seven guys, six or seven guys, and there was eleven over a hundred OPS plus or something like that. Yeah. But there was like right. six or seven that were in the ninetieth or percentile or above an OPS plus to the league. Right. Which the only team in baseball they had the highest. But yep. I think Donovan. I mean, it's almost kind of a boring conversation because he is just it so is. solid and steady. But I I think he's a guy that you just like with Goldie and Nolan and Contreras. I think you just pencil him in and say, you know what? We didn't expect this, but I think this is just who he is. And he's probably going to back yeah. for a second for you. And he's going to have a 380 to 400 OBP. And honestly, he's been doing the driveline stuff that Newt Barr and Nolan and Goldie have done. Yep. You might see some more doubles and some more homers. I don't really care yep. about the homers, but the doubles I would like some more of. I think the best of Brendan Donovan could be yet to come. And I mean, he just, I don't know. It's so weird to me. Like a guy that we speak this highly of only had a 770 OPS. I don't think unless you watch Brendan Donovan, you can truly understand how impactful he is nearly every day. I mean, to have a 7070 OPS dad with a, a slugging percentage below 400, not very many guys can do that. And that shows how good he is at getting right. base. If you look at his power numbers, 2021 was his biggest year. And he played at three different leagues in 2021. Uh, I think that was also included – uh, was that maybe include one of the fall leagues? I'm not sure. I didn't look into that. But he had 12 bombs and 21 doubles. I mean, when you look at that, like this is a guy who could hit 12 to 15 home runs at the at the show and probably could hit 25 to 35 doubles up here. I I believe. What did he hit last year? And if he, he does hit, that from the leadoff spot and he it's hit getting on base, 21 doubles last year. Yeah. How many home runs did he have last year? I didn't look at it. Uh, five, four, five. I don't care. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I couldn't care less. He could hit zero home runs and have a 400 OBP. I don't think I'd care. Right. Like the doubles are yeah. what I care about. Um, he's clutch. Like I don't, I don't know if you can say enough good things about him. We talked about him a lot last year. Right. But man, I don't know where our offense would have been without him last year. Like he, no, he handled every single test as well as you could. He got benched for a few weeks for I don't know Corey Dickerson for no reason, and then he came back and then he was your leadoff hitter basically for the rest of the the year until the postseason when they changed the lineup for whatever reason. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, that was I, weird. I think. Now let's go to the second base position as a whole because I don't really know what else to say about them individually. I think it's going to be a massive strength for this team to have Tommy Edmund playing shortstop every day and to have these two young guys at second base. Really, like they can really either of them can win the job and be the everyday second baseman. It's in front of both yeah. of them. But I think the great thing is neither of them need to win that job to be playing. Agreed. I think that's like, a that's very the, that's, that's the way awesome. to sum it up right there. If you were to like, look at it right now. And I, and I don't have every team, obviously, on paper right now. But I think you could make the argument that at second base, the Cardinals are a top three team in the National League. Maybe top top five for sure. Yeah, like I mean, you got Albies. McNeil. You got McNeil. I mean, do do we love Nico, Nico Horner, Horner that much? Really, and, he's really good. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then look around. Like, look around. I, we, we're Cronenworth fans, but I'll take Brendan Donovan. I'll take Brendan Donovan. Playing, Cronenworth's playing first base. Okay, so there you go. Like, who's playing second there? Young Kim. Okay, good player. He's but not. look at look at the Dodgers. Is that going to be Lux? Or are they going to move like that's? You yeah, know? I mean they're going to have. I mean I, they're going to have top offensive production. I think, or even just production in general. I don't know. I mean, I expect I expect both of them to be to be really um, impactful this year. I I don't know. I mean, do I think it? They have the potential to have one of the best middle infields in baseball. I agree. I agree. And they have a lot of options that can make that happen. And I, this isn't a conversation for now. Maybe it's a conversation for a year from now. But good Lord, what are we going to be talking about next year 
when Mason Wynn comes into the fold. Right. What the uh, hell hey, are they we'll going to do? Bridge. Cross that bridge when we get My to God. it. Like, They've got so much young talent, and I think these two kind of epitomize the the um, abundance of young offensive talent that they have. I yep. kind of wish we could take a couple offensive players away and replace them with Spencer Strider or something, but we can't do well, that. We have – Yeah, they, Quadzilla. It's, just, it's an abundance. Who, by the way, is wearing 99 this year. Yeah, for Ricky Vaughn. <laughs> I think the thing that's not talked about enough is we talk – a lot of people talk about the Cardinals, and they always say – too many what ifs, too many question marks. They have so many damn guys that if one or two guys of those question marks don't pan out, then you have eight other guys that can right. go play that spot. Right. It's kind of crazy. And I think yeah. these two are two of the guys that you could see. I mean, honestly, would it surprise you if both of these guys end up betting in the top six in your order? No, not at all. Like, I mean, that wouldn't shock me at all. Like, we saw no, how long was it? I mean, it was, I don't know, a couple months. Gomer was betting second or fifth every day. Yep. Yep. And now we kind of act like he's a throwaway. And this is what yeah. I wanted to get to a little bit. I think I think the most miscalculated take on all of Cardinal Twitter this year has been uh, – this offseason has been that Nolan Gorman is a redundant baseball player because you have Brendan Donovan. Right. I don't see it that way at all. They're two completely different players. Yes. Just because they both bat left-handed and play second base means nothing to me. Um, I think having both of these guys and their skill sets – they're completely different, but both of them are necessary for a good baseball team. I think both of these guys are um, are very valuable, and redundant makes no sense to me. I don't get why people no. are saying that. No, no, you they don't bring the same uh, thing to the table. Right, go get the best players, and we'll figure out where they're going to play later. That's the way I look at it. And there's a designated hitter in Major League yeah, Baseball right. in the National League, right? right. Now. And like, here's I the think, other thing think... we know: as Cardinal fans and as baseball fans. There's also going to be injuries. Like no matter what anybody wants to say, there are going to be some. Very rarely does a team go through the year with the same starting. Like never, that doesn't happen. Happens. Doesn't happen. So having depth, like last year, people bitched about not having enough depth. This year, people are bitching because they don't like the depth. Well, no, you have a lot. You just don't understand the depth that we have. It's not That's even that. You know what? I, you know what I think it is. I think more so what it is. People in the offseason very much like to make a lineup and say this is the nine. These yeah. are our nine players, and we need to go get some. And I don't like our left fielder. I don't like our starting pitching. So trade all the other guys that aren't in this lineup I made. So it fits to my go lineup. get the other guy. You can't really do that with this team. You can't make no. a nine. I couldn't even tell you right now. I think I have a decent idea. I couldn't write the lineup for opening day and be like, this is what right. it's definitely going to be. I have no idea. I think I think that kind of freaks people out because they're like, there's too many guys. The, there think, is a large percentage of this fan base – they would have an absolute aneurysm on Twitter if they were race fans. Oh yes, yes. Do you know I what I, like think, they would yeah. they would lose their everlasting minds because and they can't wrap their heads around flexibility and how Kevin Cash uses them. And we're gonna see Ollie do the same thing. And I love I don't it. okay I well, love well, it. well stop. I don't want that to really extend of Kevin Cash because I don't like the some of that stuff he does. And also we have too many good we have too many players there. You know what I meant. You knew Kevin you Cash. understood. But hold the on, point. but hold on. This is what I want to say. I don't think the organization could have made, could have chosen to hire Ali Marmol at a better time. Agreed. I think last year, Mike Schilt, Mike Matheny, those two would have struggled mightily trying to figure out how to use this roster and maximize it the way Ali Marmol did. And Corey Dickerson would have got 400 plate appearances. Yes. And um, Albert would have batted, been batting second the whole year, even when Uh he was bad. I think Ali Marmol is really going to have a chance to show why he got this job and why he's one of the bright young baseball minds in our sport. 
And I think when you look at a guy like Donovan and Gorman, and on paper you say, oh, well, two second basemen, well, one of them can't play. I think he's going to show you why he, how he can make that work and maximize both of them and while getting them both, I don't know, 400 to 500 plate appearances. Yep. I, I, like, I mean, we, we keep saying it, and it does sound like it does sound like a broken record. And I've had people accuse me, oh, you're just doing bl- with blinders on. No, I'm trying to look at things objectively. Yes, one is a fan. But if you look at it, the f- like, I would much rather have the problem that the Cardinals has, have now than not have the problem that we have. It's right. not even a problem. Right. That's what I'm saying. I guess that's, that's what I'm strength. saying. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I'm excited about the second base position. I think with Donovan and Gorman, you have such, like you said, uh, different skill sets, but you're covered either way. If you need to move Donovan somewhere, you can and feel comfortable with Nolan Gorman playing second base every single day. If you need to have Gorman DHing a lot because Donovan's playing there, you can feel comfortable with that. I just feel like the upside that they both have and and I, I, I'll say it again, and I've said it forever, and, and this could end up biting me in the ass, and that's okay. I just feel like Nolan Gorman's ceiling next to Jordan Walker is as high as I can remember in the Cardinals farm system. I, I, I hate even to bring up Oscar because it's, it's such a sad thing. But since then, and maybe even before then, like the ceiling of these two guys, you know, we were talking about, we had people talking about bringing in uh, Michael Kadire and guys like that. And I, I could never understand. You have a guy in your system who has a ceiling that is 40 times higher right now than Michael Kadire. Not that no shot at him. No shot at him about? at all. Like to be that left handed bat here. That's Michael Cardinals. Conforto. Michael Kadire. Oh my God. I think Kadire. Michael Kadire retired like seven years ago. See, I was getting fired up. I was getting fired up. I meant Conforto. I was um, so that's confused. What I... <laughs> I was like, who are you talking about? Why come up I went back the to the Minnesota twins. Twin from 2012? I went back to the Twins. Don't bring him in either. No, no, please don't. Unless he's but you coach, know, it, it, it's like you have a guy here with a ceiling. Let's go ahead and let's see what we got. And, yeah, and, if, and if we need to make a move, you've got time to make a move. And you have depth. Yeah, I, I think I don't really know what else to say about it. I think we've kind of covered it all. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? Like, I think, I think in order to use both of these guys to their maximum potential, Brendan Donovan, for to use him as valuable as he should be on your team, he's got to move around. Or else you're very much limiting how – how valuable he can be to your team if he's just manning second base every day. For Nolan Gorman to be as valuable as he can be, he has to be playing second base some days. He might even have to play third base every once in a while. He's going to have to DH as well. I think both of these guys have the ability to do a lot of different things for your team. And I think trying to say, Brendan Donovan should be your everyday second baseman, diminishes what he can do for your team and how how valuable he was last year for us. Agreed. Agreed. That's kind of Um, my last thoughts on if you have anything else. no, I think we end with a few mailbag things. You all right with that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, once again, as always, when you're on here listening, we would greatly appreciate it, that little red subscribe button. Uh, our numbers are, are steadily incli- inclining. No, that's not right. Increasing. On the incline. On the incline. And that's thanks to you guys. So, as always, tell a friend, but hit that little red button. Uh, we love these. We love these comments. I I love them. They're awesome, and I love to see what you guys have to say, uh, especially when you bury Caleb. But there hasn't been a lot of that lately. So, um, Ashton Shiler, shout out to you. This podcast is awesome. Keep it up, y'all. We appreciate you. You're awesome. So thank you very much. Uh, anything you got to say about that? <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'll echo your sentiment. <laughs> um, Lake Tade. Uh, there was a we, this we were talking about the the. Um, Did you say Lake Tade? No, Blake. Hey, don't what? Why are you making fun of our 
listeners' names. Lake Cade. Like, again, this is why. This is why you take so many ricochet shots on here. I thought you said lactate. Jeez, Blake, I apologize, but you did not deserve that because we really appreciated your comment, and Caleb just stepped all over it. Um, when we were talking about the edginess of Wilson Contreras, he said there was a catcher we had a while ago who came from Chicago who is a bit like sandpaper. You used the word sandpaper. Uh, see, he was giving you a shout-out there as you uh, – A.J. Pruszynski was his name. I, I, I love A.J. on the – on. I love listening to him do games. I was a big fan when he came here. He pissed you off if you were not on A.J. Pruszynski's team. And if we're going to be honest, he probably pissed a lot of guys off. We know that he did on his own team. But that man showed up every day to win, and I loved him. Yeah, I will say that if Wilson Contreras A.J. Pruszynski with the Cardinals, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> well, no, I think the point was but yes, like – I know I get it. Personality-wise, you're really – this Blake, buddy, thank you. Keep I commenting. Just, I will not even throw one to Caleb anymore. I'll just take okay, it. Next that time. was a joke. I actually did think you said lactate. That's your fault. You should have been clearer. Um, uh, Daryl Dixon, we love you on The Walking Dead, buddy. So thanks for commenting. Um, really been enjoying the videos. Go Cardinals. Absolutely. Can't wait. Like we wait. Also, we didn't say we got our opening day tickets. We did. I we might have gotten scammed. We don't know yet. We, <laughs> <laughs> we will find that out later. Um, we will find that out later. Uh, also. I don't know who this guy is, but I love Chunky Conspicuous because Chunky Conspicuous, what a name. But this podcast underrated as hell. You tell him, Chunky. <laughs> like, you tell him, brother. I am on your side. There's no doubt that this podcast is underrated as hell, and Chunky knows it, and I'm on. I'm, a, I'm all a part of it. I'm all a part of it. Um, Chip Carey is the – okay, this one got me. Uh, Phil, we love you, buddy. Phil Fesky, we absolutely love you. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for listening. If you could, hit that subscribe button. But Chip Carey is the best besides Vin Scully. Uh, Chip is very exciting. Come on. He called me big guy. He said, come on, big guy. Although it really does say common, common big guy. But I think he meant come on, big guy. So I'm not sure. But here's what I'm going to say. Vin Scully, R.I.P. There's land where it's where it's him. It's Jack Buck. Harry. Uh, um, it's those two. You know, and you've got others, Ernie Harry. Harwell, Harry Carey. Why Bob can Uker. I not remember the the Seattle guy's name right off the top of my head? Know, but Bob Euchre as well. You can't yeah. not mention Well, Euchre's still rolling. But those yeah, guys, no, like, I, yeah, I, I, they I, live I, I, in yeah. rarefied air in baseball. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't I, know that I'm ready to put Chip Carey in rarefied no. air. I do appreciate you calling me big guy. Thank you. It's not like I didn't know that. I've uh, been working <laughs> on it, walking a lot. Okay. So okay. trying. I will but say, though. The point stop. is, I'm happy the Chip's here. Yeah, stop. No, you're not. But I, am. I will say that I do think Chip Carey is going to be good. Um, I've actually he's had some interviews lately. He seems very excited to be in St. Louis and be back. Um, I think you were a little harsh on him in that last episode. I was not. I said I actually had to tell you to chill a little bit. But I think I Chip Carey is going to do a good job. Oh, uh, we did bring up Jeff Kent, uh, Jamerica. Appreciate you, Jamerica. Uh, the rub on Kent is because he didn't get along with the writers, media, and caused problems in the clubhouse. I think we we recognize that. Uh, he still deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Ty Cobb's in the Hall of Fame. There are others in the Hall of Fame who aren't great humans. Jeff Kent, I'm not calling him a bad human. I'm saying his numbers at second base rival those of others who are in the, the Hall of Fame. And, you know, that's the problem we've discussed on here with the voting process is some of these guys have an axe to grind, and that should not be the case. You should look at everything objectively uh, and put people in on their merit, not on whether you like them or not, or if they were nice to you in an interview. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Yeah, I agree. Okay. Daryl Dixon bringing it back again with the uh, crossbow. Um, 
to me, it's hard to replace Danny Mack. Hopefully, Chip isn't too bad. Hey, I will take isn't too bad any day. <laughs> he'll be he'll be good. He's a good broadcaster. He is a good broadcaster. He is. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I just he's gonna be awesome. I'm. I'm psyched. I can't wait. No, you're to talk not. I am. Um, first of all, Daniel Shu with the, with one of the best comments of all time. Shout out, Barb. Shout out, Barb. Stop pointing out she's not dead. That's, I did it on purpose. Goodness, uh, try to keep up, Junior. Uh, and then then we have to go to uh, George Southwick as a Cardinal fan for over 60 years. Uh, shout out, George. Shout out, George. 60 years. That's awesome. My dad the same way, a little bit older than that. Uh, I have learned not to expect anything and therefore not be disappointed. Uh, he gave us a little LOL on that, but I agree. Like, that is a good thing. But I my expectations are high for this team this year. They really are. It's not just uh, And that, then like, I saved the last hold on. two. Stop well, for one second. If he's been a Cardinal fan for 60 years and he has seen how many world championships? A lot. So he need, lot. probably this, needs to look around the league. He has seen four. He's seen, okay, in five. his 60, in his 60 years of being a baseball fan, he has seen the second most successful franchise in all of baseball. He's seen, us in, he's seen us in 10 World Series and five championships. That's pretty so, awesome. So my, so my thing would be that you should probably, if you've been around for 60 years, you should probably appreciate a little bit how great of an organization the Cardinals have been during that. Don't time. talk to your elders like that. Be nice. Well, I'm just saying, like, they have the second no. most championships hey. outside of... Hey, people um, talk to you about Yankees. your respect on here. Let's go. Stop. Stop doing that, and then you minimize my point. I'm saying people, Cardinal fans are very spoiled, much like Yankee fans. Agreed. Because 100%. Like, you should re- they're one of the best organizations in that span. So but you say you don't expect much, doesn't make much sense. But when you're spoiled... You have higher expectations. I think there's no doubt about it. He just that. said he didn't have any expectations. Yeah, I hey, good lord. Talk about you and I right now. Okay. All right. Now we we end with our favorite commenter of all time. Caleb's number one fan club person, Angela Powers. Uh, yep. Love Caleb. Well, hey, there's a lot of lot of purple peace signs. signs. Um, love those emojis. Love Caleb. He tells it like it is. I'm his number one fan. You're great, Caleb. Love that kid. He's awesome. <laughs> I love Angela Powers. Like I, I, we need to have her on. Angela, if you could reach out, we may have to have you on here. Um, and then uh, love Caleb. Thank you, Caleb, for telling everyone that Nolan Arenado is the best third baseman I've never, I've never, I've ever seen. Hey, hey, you knew that Angela. That was Angela's best she's ever seen. Awesome. Uh, rank him fifth. No way, he's number one. I think there's some punctuation issues in there. I think what she's trying to say is, how dare you? Like he should be number one. Not no way, he's number one. So we agree, Angela. Uh, love this podcast. Thank you so much. By the way, Caleb is so passionate about the team. Love Caleb. This I I love this. She is my I, Angela. We love you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Nolan is the best third baseman of all time. There it is. We're gonna end it like that. Uh, right. Thank you guys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you're enjoying these player profiles. Hopefully, uh, enough to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, Hard Nine pod or at the hard anyway if you type in hard nine pod podcast you'll find it uh, we're also on instagram we have zero posts we have zero posts on instagram you can find us on facebook we've gotten a lot of likes and followers on facebook lately a lot of comments on there uh, next time i'll go there and pull out some comments i didn't do that today um so either way uh at kale noble 08 at mike noble 08 we're very <laughs> we're very into our i was our gonna say though there. make sure you type in the podcast after the hard nine or you might see um my dad's um other career that he has. Whoa. <laughs> it was I don't I don't even know what why? What, what? <laughs> what does it mean? 
<laughs> what does that mean? All right, I don't know what else to say about that one. That was not how I saw this going. I thought we were on a nice little roll there, and then that's where it ended. So, um, hey, as always, guys, we greatly appreciate you. Um, find us on the socials. Talk to us. We love to, we love to hear your comments. We love to talk about them on here. We love to, to have the interaction with you guys. Uh, as always, tell a friend. Be kind. Stay safe out there. Welcome to February. 13 days till pitchers and catchers report. Uh, that is awesome. Let's go. See you soon. Cheers.